You're listening to the Food Freedom Life Podcast. My name is Brittany Allison, and I spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles, hating my body, and envying others who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. What I discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. So if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life, welcome to the show. We are in the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, and we all know how stressful that can be, especially when it comes to food. There's all sorts of diet talk happening around us, and then when we're also surrounded by all the holiday foods that we love, it's hard to enjoy the cookies and the baked goods during the lead up to Christmas, or all those amazing leftovers on Boxing Day when you've got that voice in your head telling you that you shouldn't be eating, or you need to burn it off, or that it's going to make you gain weight. It is a really hard time to eat intuitively, but it can become a really amazing time after you figure it out. So if you're in the beginning stages of your intuitive eating journey, just know that right now it might be challenging, but it's also a great time to challenge yourself as well. Because wouldn't it be great if you could sail through the holiday season with ease, eating the foods you love while still listening to your body and without feeling guilty? Wouldn't food freedom this holiday season just feel so amazing? And I'm not talking about the free-for-all with food where you just eat anything and everything and then feel like crap. I'm talking about the freedom to give yourself permission to eat what sounds good, to stop when you're comfortably full. I'm talking about the freedom to not obsess about food and weight and calories this holiday season. I'm talking about the freedom of being kind to your body and to be fully present for the holidays in a way that feels good for you. Trust me, the holidays are infinitely more enjoyable when you aren't stressing about your eating. You deserve to enjoy the holiday foods without feeling guilty and to be kind and compassionate to your body along the way. So that's what we're going to get in today is eight tips to be able to feel confident in your holiday eating. But before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Food Freedom University, which is my four-month small group coaching program to not only break you out of binge eating, overeating, poor body image, and emotional eating patterns, but to also kickstart your journey to food freedom and cultivate a healthful life with balance and ease with food and exercise. If you're feeling alone in your struggle, if you really thrive hearing from others who are in the same place as you, and you want to form a community around healing and empowering yourself to break free from these destructive patterns for good, group coaching is for you. We get started on January 15th, so perfect timing to start off your new year right and have you feeling supported in a better place with food and body image. Head over to brittanyallisonrd.com slash group hyphen coaching to learn more and book a free consult with me to see if it's a good fit and enroll. Again, that's brittanyallisonrd.com slash group hyphen coaching. If you're listening on the day this episode drops, it's exactly one week before Christmas, which means that people are gearing up for a feast. And anytime we talk about food in our culture, there's inevitably going to be a whole bunch of diet talk, body bashing, fat phobia, all that stuff that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Honestly, how many times have you heard people say things like, oh, I got to save up for Christmas dinner, or someone will say, I ate so much that I put myself in a food coma, or I won't need to eat for three days after all the food I'm going to eat, or I better make sure I go to the gym this week to burn off those calories for Christmas. No wonder so many of us have messed up relationships with food. And of course, we tend to make exercise all about burning calories and controlling our weight when we're repeatedly told to think of it this way. And so I really just want to talk about the idea of intuitive eating and self-love during the holidays. And they go so hand in hand because so many of us, and I lumped myself into this, or at least my former self into this, where we have this idea about food during the holidays or a fear food during the holidays. I mean, I've heard so many times in my life and I've said so many times in my life in the past that there's bad food during the holidays. I don't want to gain weight. I have to avoid all these delicious things or 
I'm avoiding everything leading up to it and so I go all out or I'm practicing saying no to everything. I'm constantly on the defensive. I mean, those were the thoughts that I used to have years ago and I had at the time a really unhealthy relationship, not only with food, but also with myself and my body and it was a huge part of my life. I love the holidays, but I also stressed about how much I was eating, what I was eating, if I was gaining weight, I mean, all of these things. And these are so common that I hear other women say that they feel like they also go through. And so now somebody who has done a lot of work on the relationship I have with myself and the thoughts and belief I have around myself, my body and food, I can genuinely say that is not even a thought on my mind. And as I started recording this podcast, I realized that I haven't even once during the holidays thought, oh no, am I going to gain weight if I eat this? Or I need to avoid these certain foods or I can only eat this much and then I need to stop. I haven't thought that once. And part of that is because I enjoy what I eat all of the time. I eat what sounds good and what feels good. So I don't need to worry about what I eat during the holidays because when it comes to food, although there are different foods available, they're just different foods that I enjoy as a larger pattern of eating what I already enjoy. So because of that, I can eat when I'm hungry and I can eat what I love and I enjoy what I eat and then I stop when I'm satisfied. And sometimes, you know, you stop eating a little past that nice point of fullness, but that is just normal eating for the most part because it's not about perfection, you know, for the most part, I eat when I'm hungry, I stop when I'm satisfied, and I don't really worry about the rest. So let's just sit back, every single one of you listening, and just think about how you want to feel this holiday season. If we could, you know, wave a magic wand and make the holidays great for you with food, what would that look like and feel like? And I want you to really think about this from the standpoint of having a flexible and enjoyable relationship with food. I'm not trying to send you down a rabbit hole of thinking how you can control your eating during the holidays or anything like that. I want you to envision what the holidays would look like when you have freedom with food and trust with your body. And what if it were easy and truly enjoyable? So consider these things as you envision what you want the holidays to be like with food. Do you have certain holiday foods or traditions that you want to intentionally incorporate and enjoy? Maybe it's your grandma's stuffing recipe or decorating sugar cookies or making cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. What special foods do you want to be able to give yourself full permission to enjoy without going overboard and without feeling guilty? What struggles have you had in the past with food around the holidays? How do you tend to approach these big holiday meals such as Christmas dinner? Do you tend to save up for it by skipping breakfast or to arrive at the meal overly hungry? Do you avoid eating certain components of the meal because you feel like it's too many calories or too unhealthy? Do you struggle with the fear of overeating at the meal? Have you tended to overeat at Christmas in the past? What would it be like to honor your hunger and your fullness this year? What might get in the way of you being able to do so? How might you eat differently if you didn't have fears or judgments about any of the foods? You might want to revisit these questions to journal about them later. I know that it's work, but slowing down and thinking about these things and writing them down really does help our brain to process the information and integrate the work that we're trying to do here in your relationship with food. So with all of that, let's talk about those seven tips that I mentioned for making Christmas and other holiday meals easier, more enjoyable, and less stressful. The first tip is really big picture, and then I'm going to get into the nitty gritty, really practical tips in the next ones. But this first tip makes such a huge difference and such a big part of the reason that my clients are able to eat intuitively over the holidays. And the reason that I'm able to eat intuitively over the holidays and not stress now is because the way that I think, the way that my clients think and believe about myself and my body and food. 
And so that's the first tip is to really take a deep look into your beliefs about your body, weight, food, and eating. I look back at my former self when I was struggling really, really hard with food and had a really hard time around the holidays. And I had a lot of fear around food and my body. All of the things that I was personally believing at the time had to do with my worth revolving around the way that I looked and what my body looked like. So the way that we reevaluate our beliefs is by getting down to the root. And what I mean in this situation is looking at the mentalities and the beliefs that we have. Those are the roots of our feelings. It starts with first your beliefs, and that stems down to your thoughts and your feelings. And those thoughts and feelings create your actions and your actions ultimately create your life. And I love to look at that because I think, okay, if I'm feeling worried, if I'm feeling anxious about the holidays and all these delicious foods that I'm having to avoid, what are the thoughts and beliefs that are really connected to and ultimately the root of these feelings? And so for me back in the day, those beliefs that I had about I need to be beautiful to truly enjoy my life or I need to be smaller in order to be beautiful and then I need to eat these foods in order to be smaller or I need to eat barely any unhealthy stuff and fill up my plate with all these healthy things in order to be a healthy individual, set a good example in order to be my best, look my best, to be seen by others in this way as someone who's healthy and you know doing the right thing. And during that time, I remember having thoughts about other people judging me based on how clean and healthy I was eating and how my body looked. And, you know, it, it was just as consuming in my mind as being obsessed with the foods that weren't healthy and avoiding those or anything to do with those foods and what those foods will do to my body. Essentially, I had a ton of thoughts and beliefs that stemmed from my worth being related to what I ate, what my body looked like, and that in order to be beautiful, I had to look a certain way. In order to be desirable, I had to look a certain way. And in order to like who I was and be the confident person that I wanted to be, I had to look the part. These were all thoughts that I used to have. And it wasn't until I looked at those and I got real with what those were and asked myself, do I even believe that? Do I even agree with those thoughts? Would I put those beliefs onto somebody else that I love, like my best friend or my sister or my family? Do I even like the results that they create? I'm not enjoying myself during the holidays when I'm obsessing over what I'm eating or what I'm not eating. I don't want to be thinking like that. I want to be laughing and chatting with my family and enjoying myself. And I really also want to eat the delicious food. These things are my favorites. And so once I started to get real about what those beliefs were, And then also whether or not I even wanted the outcome that they were creating, right? This like expectation versus reality situation. Obviously, the expectation was that if I hold on to these beliefs, I will be restrained with eating. I will follow the plan. I will continue to work out. I will feel really good. I will lose the weight. I will have the life. But in reality, the outcome was that I was this mess. I was out of control, constantly thinking about food, eating past fullness, sneaking cookies, like all of these things that just were not me. I did not agree with the outcome. And once I acknowledged that this is what was happening, once I took a step step back and looked at these beliefs, it became a lot easier to begin letting them go. And that's a process. But it's a really important one that we all need to be practicing. And this is the kind of stuff that I walk my clients through in my coaching. We look at those beliefs. We look at the root of their feelings and their thoughts and the life that it's creating. We look at these things that that we can get to the root and change what needs to be changed in order to think and feel what we want to think and feel and then ultimately create the health and the life that we're looking for. 
Because if you have this vision of a healthy and happy life over here on one hand, where you're like, I feel my best, I'm vibrant, healthy, I'm happy, I'm present, I eat what I want, but I eat when I'm hungry, I stop when I'm satisfied, and I don't worry about the rest, I eat intuitively, and I take care of my body intuitively, I live intuitively, and I enjoy the life and health that I have, if that's your goal, But on the other hand, you're still over here obsessing over every detail of what you're eating. You're fearing that if you eat something too much or something, whatever it is, that you'll gain weight or you'll get fat or whatever the fear is for you, those two do not connect. Having those fears and obsessions don't ultimately create a healthy and balanced life, right? We have to look at where you want to go and then take the steps backward to get to the root of what's keeping you from it. And that's the work that I do in my coaching. And it's something that I've gone through myself as an individual, and it's really changed my life. And it's truly helped me change the relationship that I have with food and with myself and my body and with other people. And it's helped me to eat, move and live intuitively. And I can honestly say now that I am present during the holidays. I eat amazing things during the holidays and I've felt so much better in all of it. How we eat is related to what we think about ourselves. What we think about ourselves bleeds into every single area of life, even how we eat during the holidays. Because if we think, I need to lose weight in order to be desirable, I need to be smaller and beautiful or have a flat stomach or fit into X size in order to feel my best, I have to achieve this by not eating this and then I have to only eat clean foods or not eat more than this amount and I have to work off my food or exercise this amount or whatever it is all of that becomes incredibly difficult to maintain over the holidays. So then you put all this pressure on yourself and then that pendulum just totally swings to the binge and overeating side. If we are stalking our self-worth and our identity into how we look and the size of our bodies, then of course we're going to be obsessing and afraid during a time of the year where there are a lot of delicious but honestly more caloric foods. Our beliefs play a huge role in how we're able to be around food and how in control we feel. If we're honest with ourselves, we would really want to be present and we'd want to soak up those moments, especially during the holidays. They're just so sweet and special. And I believe that if we get down to the root of what we think and believe about ourselves, our bodies, our worth, and we choose to believe things that empower us to be present in the moment that will empower us to eat intuitively, then we can use all that extra mental and emotional space to really just enjoy who we're with and what we're doing and what we're eating. So get out a paper and pen. Write down your beliefs about your body, your worth, yourself, and branch out what behaviors and feelings are stemming from those beliefs. What results are they creating in your life? Then really take a look at those beliefs and ask yourself if you truly believe them. If you would be on board with saying those things to your friends and loved ones. If you're not on board, then it's time to reframe those beliefs and look for evidence against them. And believe me, it is there. Readjusting those beliefs is step one. Tip number two for navigating food in the holidays is getting into the practical, which again can really only happen once you've readjusted your beliefs and started to challenge them. So if you don't do that, then the practical stuff is not going to work. It's not going to stick. So do tip one first. But tip two is about the lead up to Christmas when there's all the Christmas cookies and baked goods that are hanging around and they're likely hanging around after Christmas too. What you really need to do is treat those like any other food and just incorporate them into meals and snacks. They are just food. Yes, they're delicious and no, you may not have them all the time, but treat them like regular food. When we don't treat them like regular food and we make them all shiny and exciting and we put them on this pedestal, we create some of these behaviors with food that just don't feel good. 
So rather than doing, you know, the drive-by eating where you walk past the kitchen and just grab a cookie and don't even take the time to enjoy it, incorporate it into your usual meal and snacks. Have it with other foods that are part of your normal life. Don't try to live off cookies for a snack because you're still going to be hungry and you're going to want to keep eating the cookies. Bring it into your usual and normalize it. Put it on the plate with everything else. Treat the cookies or whatever food it is just as part of your regular eating because at the end of the day, it's just food and we have to normalize it. That leads into tip number three, which is to remember that it's just still food. Let's take this food again off the pedestal and bring it back down to earth. Just because there's a lot of hype around Christmas dinner and other holiday meals doesn't mean that your body's utilizing this food any different than any other food. Cookies are available any time of the year. You can realistically make Christmas desserts in July, right? It's just food. You eat some version of meat, vegetables, and starches at most meals, right? What we're trying to do is essentially just demystify the food in your mind. Take the food off the pedestal, neutralize it so that it doesn't have power over you anymore. And even if your Christmas includes some really decadent or rich foods that you don't normally have, it's fine. Your body can handle it. All of these foods are still breaking down into carbs, proteins, and fats inside your digestive system. Those molecules of carbohydrate, protein, and fat that are getting absorbed into your small intestine and sent to your liver. Your liver tells your body what to do with it. By the time it's a molecule right? It's your body doesn't know what food it originated from. That carb might have come from an organic blueberry or it might have come from a marshmallow inside of a Rice Krispie bar. Like regardless, it's still a carb. And so we need to really just work to remember that it's just food. It's not only available at this time of the year. It's something that we have the power to acquire or prepare anytime. And so let's just make it food. The food is just food. Tip number three is to treat the meal like any other day and eat normally leading up to it. So this goes for on the actual day of Christmas, but also on any other day leading up to it too. Even if there are baked goods or different foods, cookies in the house, still treat them like regular days. Even if you have time off, I know sometimes that the lack of schedule can really get to us and our eating can be totally thrown off, but I find it really helpful to actually use regular meals and snacks as a way to build structure into your unstructured days. So making sure to prioritize still eating three meals, eating snacks throughout the day, just eat normally. But on Christmas day, you know, don't skip breakfast or save up your calories for the meal. Your best bet is to eat as normally as possible leading up to the meal. So let's say that maybe your family's having a big dinner at three o'clock. You might be tempted to skip breakfast or lunch do not do that. Now that's not to say that you can't maybe strategize a little bit here so that you're hungry for that meal at 3 p.m. You know, maybe you don't want to have a full lunch at one or two o'clock and then expect to feast on turkey and mashed potatoes at three. Maybe you eat your normal breakfast that morning and then have an earlier lunch around 11 or 11.30 so that you have enough time to digest before that 3 p.m. meal. Or maybe you have a lighter lunch around 12 or 1 so that you're not ravenous later, but it's light enough that you're digested and you feel like you're ready for that big meal. But don't tell yourself that you have to compensate or make up for what you ate or not eat the rest of the day after that. None of those behaviors are necessary or helpful. And honestly, they're probably going to cause more problems because they set you up for overeating, guilt, shame, obsession with food and with your body too. And all of that stuff that you're probably trying to move away from if you're listening to this podcast. Tip number four is to choose what you want. And this is where we're going to get more tactical with, again, what to do with the actual meal. 
So when you get to the gathering or the Christmas dinner or the big holiday meal, whatever the event is, take a look at all of the options and think about what you want. What are you hungry for? What are your favorite foods on the table? What is your body in the mood for? If you're checking in with these things and taking the second to pause, you might notice that even though maybe you love the jalapeno poppers that your cousin made for an appetizer, or maybe you love mashed potatoes and gravy, it might not be what you're in the mood for on that day. Maybe you don't feel like it and you don't have to eat it just because it's there or just because it's Christmas. Yes, you have 100% the option to eat that food without guilt. And you also have the option to pass on it if you're not really in the mood. That is true food freedom, right? Where you can go either way on a food in a given moment and it's not that big of a deal when you're considering what you want. Don't get hung up on balance or variety at this meal. If your entire plate is, you know, just mainly a conglomeration of carbs, that's fine. Your body's going to survive. Now, if you have maybe blood sugar issues or you're wanting to make sure that your food sticks with you and you're full for a long amount of time and it's satiating, you might want to intentionally add some protein like the turkey or maybe there's some delicious deviled eggs there or something like that. That can be a gentle nutrition thing if that feels helpful. But overall, when it comes to choosing what you want, the point I'm really trying to hammer home here is to pause and be mindful with your body and what your options are. Don't just fill your plate with all of the things because that's what's there. Be thoughtful about what would truly be satisfying to you, what really looks good, what sounds good without labeling or judging the food. And give yourself permission to eat what you truly want and not force yourself to eat certain things just because they're there or just because Aunt Sally made her special side dish, right? Like it's okay to not have something if it's not looking the way that it normally does or if it doesn't sound good in that moment or whatever else. You know, give yourself permission to have a big helping of something that you love or get seconds of something that was really satisfying. There are no food rules here, just listening to your body. So really, you know, take a second to look at all your options, check in, and then go for it. Tip number five is to eat mindfully. Actually, I don't know if you can hear it. My dog is snoring in the background right now. He's so cute laying in his crate and just peacefully snoring. So if you hear that, that's what's going on. But <laughs> tip five is to eat mindfully. So if you've got your plate of food and you're ready to dig in, my suggestion here is to just take a deep breath, pause before you eat, and think about what you want to eat first on your plate. Eat your food mindfully and savor it. Now, don't go overboard with this and be weird. We don't want mindfulness with food to take you out of the present moment or away from the social connection, but try to eat with awareness of the tastes and the textures and check in with your body throughout the experience. There's going to be distractions. There's going to be noise. There's going to be a million different conversations. So many opportunities to not pay attention to the food you're actually eating. So don't be afraid to just pause your eating, put your fork down, talk to somebody if you're really feeling distracted. Your food deserves to be enjoyed and you're going to feel so much more in tune with your body and be able to listen to how full you are if you're really able to pay attention to the bites you're taking and slowing down while eating. So just be mindful, go slow, and give yourself permission to sink into the satisfaction of your food really enjoy it. These are probably some of your favorite foods and, you know, it's a shame to not give yourself the space to really just enjoy it. And this brings me to tip number six, which is honor your fullness. And I really say this gently because there is nothing wrong with eating past fullness. It is part of normal eating. It's going to happen from time to time, but try to honor your fullness when your body says you've had enough. 
as we've talked about, those foods aren't going anywhere. You can realistically have them any time of year. You're going to have leftovers, so there's no pressure to eat it all right now. If you really love something, you can get the recipe for it or you can go buy it. It's available anytime. Okay. Sometimes, you know, we go into these meals thinking, oh, I'm going to eat so much or I'm going to be so full after. And it's like, hold up. Can we actually just go into it and enjoy ourselves and not anticipate what's going to happen? Food is so much more enjoyable when we can slow down and eat it, not just for an end goal of being stuffed. If we treat this meal like a normal meal and we stop till we're comfortably full, it could be enjoyable rather than uncomfortable. It's nice when you feel like you're not going to go into a coma after, right? For me, you know, I'm, I'm often full from the meal before the dessert arrives, so I'll either wait until a little later to have dessert or if I know there's something that I'm dying to have, usually something chocolate, <laughs> sometimes I'll be mindful of my fullness level at the meal so that I still have room for dessert without feeling totally stuffed and yucky. And just know that this is different from saving up calories to eat. It's gauging hunger so that the dessert can be a part of the meal without it sending you into feeling like you need to lay down. But again, mindful eating is what will allow you to enjoy the foods without ending up feeling stuffed and miserable by the end of the meal. But, you know, regardless, sometimes you get caught up in the moment or you're just really digging something and you end up too full. And it's just as important to forgive yourself for if that happens, because it definitely happens to me sometimes, too. Again, it's normal. We're going to end up past fullness at one point or the other and just forgive yourself so that you can move on. You do not need to make up for it. Just see how your body feels later. Tip number seven is to connect with the non-food aspects of the holiday. Something that can really help with honoring fullness as well is to shift your focus to something not food related. When the appetizers are out, get what you want, like we talked about, and then try to change the channel in your brain and focus on chatting, focus on connecting with the people around you. After you're done eating, do this as well. Or maybe you bust out some board games or card games or you go outside and play with the kids if there's any at your gathering. There are so many non-food aspects of the holiday that you can lean into while your food digests. And just remind yourself that even though we tend to get really food focused around the holidays, there's more to it than just the food. It's about celebration. It's about connection. It's about joy. So let's lean into some of those things. And I want to acknowledge that not everybody feels celebratory about the holidays, right? Maybe you're grieving the loss of a loved one. Maybe you don't have people to celebrate with or being around your family stirs up a lot of trauma from past events. If this is the case for you, maybe you want to choose to celebrate your holiday differently or maybe you want to set boundaries with the time that you spend at a certain gathering or you opt out of attending certain events. Maybe you start a new tradition or give different meaning to the holiday. But I just want you to know that if this is you, I see you and I support you doing what feels authentic and supportive for yourself. Tip number eight, the final tip is to have a moment of gratitude for your body. It's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the holiday season and to get stressed out about the food and these big holiday meals. But let's just slow down for a moment and reflect on the idea of being grateful, right? What are you grateful for in your life? I think at Christmas and other big holiday meals, it's a good opportunity to just pause and have a moment of gratitude also for your body instead of just sitting there worrying about whether you're eating too much of this or that or whether the food is going to make you gain weight or whether you worked out enough that week or whether your relatives have noticed your weight gain this year. Instead, can we just pause and acknowledge some gratitude for our bodies, right? Your body is always there for you. 
and it's always with you. It's been your body since you were born. It's the only body that you're going to have until your last day. So it's worth leaning into existing in peace and harmony and gratitude for all that your body does for you, even if you don't love the way that it looks. Our bodies continue to do everything they need to do to keep us alive and functioning well, even when we don't treat our bodies very well. Even when we restrict calories or food groups or overexercise or eat or binge drink too much or drink too much caffeine or alcohol or not enough water or not enough sleep or we don't speak to them kindly, our bodies continue to strive for homeostasis and survival even in the most dire conditions we might go through, whether it's things like we're choosing to diet or other things that happen to us like food insecurity or sleep deprivation from having a newborn, our bodies are amazing in their capacity to adapt and heal. And that doesn't mean that if you have health challenges or medical conditions that your body is failing you or you've done anything wrong, most of us will have some type of health challenge at some point in our lives. And some people experience more of these challenges than others. And some people have health stuff pop up at younger ages than others. But our bodies are still amazing and we can have gratitude for that. Maybe you feel gratitude for how your body wakes up each day or how your eyes can see the beauty in the world or how your lungs allow you to breathe or how your heart beats, how your arms allow you to hug people that you love or just that your body allows you to be here and to live this life. I just like to take a moment to be grateful for my body and I hope that you can do the same and give yourself some compassion. I like to just put my hands on my heart, just close my eyes and just breathe in some warmth and compassion. It's kind of like giving myself a hug gratitude and that compassion they are so powerful so let's just recap the eight things that we covered today the first one was to evaluate your beliefs about food your body your worth and weight two was to eat normally leading up to the meal number three remember it's still just food number four choose the foods that you want to put on your plate number five eat mindfully number six honor your fullness and forgive yourself if you eat past fullness Number seven, connect with the non-food aspects of the holiday. And number eight, have a moment of gratitude for your body. So with that, my hope is that we would all be able to fully embrace the holidays and the holiday food without fear, without the obsession. We would fully be able to enjoy ourselves and listen to our bodies and stop when we're satisfied, eat what we want, enjoy every bite without any kind of regret or concern or fear or counting none of that. Just eat, enjoy, simply stop when we're satisfied, that would be my hope. And I feel like because it's something that's so incredibly freeing, it frees up your mind from all the obsessing and the counting and the worrying. It frees your heart up from fearing the negative consequences if, you know, from overeating or just eating too many bad things. And it frees us up emotionally as well to simply just be with the people we're with and enjoy the food that we're having, soak up the experiences that we're in. So I say all of that because if it's possible for me, it's possible for you, and I would love to help you get there. If you want to work with me in the new year, I have a couple spots left for Food Freedom University, my small group coaching program. Group coaching is such an amazing space. It provides you with an opportunity to practice applying intuitive eating in real life scenarios and to receive feedback from myself and other group members. It equips you with the knowledge and confidence to make lasting changes in your life. And you're going to come away from this experience with the tools and skills you need to make more conscious and in-control choices, develop a healthier relationship with food, and achieve your goals. If you're interested in learning more about this intuitive eating program and making it work in your life, signing up for group coaching is a great way to get started. So head over to brittanyallisonrd.com group coaching to learn more and sign up now. 
But with that, I'm going to sign off today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this gives you a sense of peace and confidence for how to approach the holidays. And I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, that you get some wonderful time around a beautiful twinkly covered tree and time with loved ones and that you get to eat delicious food and you enjoy every single bite of it. Remember, be gentle with yourself and we'll talk again soon.